So my question is to you again. Are you a cow or a buffalo? <laughs> what a story. First of all, thank you for not calling me a cow because you're going to deal with it later. No. But okay, okay, I get it. So how do I become a buffalo? Being deliberate in your thoughts. Just like the buffalo, you acknowledge your limiting beliefs and become more conscious of your thoughts by facing them head on. Okay, so it sounds like I need to face my limited beliefs, to look at them, to see them. Well, I should get a better idea. Rather than seeing them, write them down. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Jake, and you are listening to The Success Shift, a show where perfection does not exist, but learning and growth take center stage. Have you ever felt stuck? Like you're doing all the work but not getting the results? Maybe you feel like there's something missing. Perhaps there is some sort of internal shift that's needed to really get you to that next stage of success. Well, buckle up and join me as we jump into the minds of those who have been successful in their field and dive a little deeper into what is actually needed to get you to that next level. Is success just a state of mind? Does believing you're successful act as a catalyst to greater success? Is it something we can work on or are some people just luckier than others? No matter what you're into or where your passion lies, if you're wanting change or a shift in perspective, then you are definitely going to want to tune in. Good morning, everybody. What a magnificent Friday. It is a little bit cold. The winter's definitely setting in here in Germany. I'm getting a little bit chilly. Um, but we have had a fantastic week. Well, I've had a fabulous week anyway. Um, we usually do a recap here on Fridays, um, but... This week, we're doing something a bit different. We've got some special guests joining us, and I'll introduce them in just a second. Um, but this week, we've been talking a lot about uh, perspective and finding different perspective in life, and then on the charts in both a micro and a macro sense. Um, and I've really, really enjoyed um, what we had yesterday with our me meditation from Deanna, which was lovely. Um, but like I said, today, we're going to be doing something different. I believe, I don't want to give away too much, but I believe we've got a bit of story time um, coming in and something along very similar to what we talk about a lot here on this show or on these calls. And that's about, um, you know, getting down to those core beliefs and values, you know, pulling back those layers. We talk about this all the time. And so I'm very excited to have the lovely Morris and Adriana sharing with us today. While I introduce them, could you please chuck into the chat some gratitude that you have for this week, some gratitude that you may have had for this morning or yesterday. We love talking about our gratitude, so I'm not going to skip past that because that is our routine thing every morning. This week, I am so grateful for new lessons. I'm so grateful for patience. I've had so much patience on the charts this week, and it's paying off. I'm super grateful for old friends coming and sharing their wise wisdoms with us today, which is amazing. And I'm also extremely grateful for my course my lovely fiance my little man as always we've had a fantastic week here so without further ado as those gratitudes come in the chat i'm going to pass over to the lovely morris and adriana to let themselves introduce themselves and bit about what they're going to talk about today jacob thank you so much for this great opportunity to be with you and such an amazing guest my name is morris i'm from edmonton and currently it is a bombing Minus 30 degrees weather. Mm. Well, here I am complaining at minus one. <laughs> Sounds cold. And here we have the amazing and beautiful Adriana. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Good morning to be here. Thank you so much for being here. First of all, this is a great opportunity 
for myself and Morris to, to be here, and we're grateful for this. We want to say good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever is there for you. We're here to speak about mindset and how we can reset our mindset. But before that, I want to ask Morris, uh -oh. what has to do mindset with trading? Well, we all heard the saying, 80% of trading is mindset and 20% is skill. Mindset is the operational manual of our lives. It's how we interact with people. Mm -hmm. It's how we interact with our loved ones, our friends, our coworkers, the decisions we make. Do I take that trade? Do I not? Do I hang on to it a bit longer or do I close it? Do I take that promotional job offer or not? I don't know. Let me tell you a quick story. Ooh, I like stories. Do you like stories? So it was this little girl back in the day. She was about five years old. Five. Right. Yeah, five okay, years okay. old. And she came from, you know, less fortunate family. And she struggled uh, to find ways to play. And she used her creativity. So as she was using her creativity, she using, you know, things like this to make them their characters and like this, you know, just play around with it. And as she was playing, she wanted to share. She started creating these stories, these fairy tales and these songs. And of course, she wanted to share. She's very excited. And her father ended up coming into the house. And she was excited. Let me tell you about the story. And this character was so good. Will you shut up? And that's how trauma is created. Trauma is not what happens to you. It what happens inside of you. What actually happened versus how we interpret it. And I'll explain more of that later. What happened here just shaped her identity. Her identity was shaped. This is now becoming the blueprint of her life. The new mindset of her identity is now how she's going to interact with people, with the world, good or bad, relationships, and the most important, who she become and how she will handle everyday decisions. Let me tell you some facts. <clears throat> so according with Dan Gilbert from Harvard, who wrote Stumbling on Happiness, absolutely incredible book that I recommend to everyone. He said that 46.9% of our daily, uh, daily life, so half of our daily life, Ooh. we are on autopilot. I'm usually 80. Ah, tell me about it. <laughs> So we all heard about this autopilot. Yeah. We are on autopilot, but in, in one way is beneficial. So the researcher called this autopilot is called the default mode. So our brain function in two ways. One is this default mode, the autopilot. And the second one is the direct mode, which is the one that, you know, you focusing 100% on a task and it's almost like everything else disappeared around you. But let's go back and talk a little bit about the default mode and how important is this default mode for our daily function. This default mode has negative and positive, like anything else. Let's talk a little bit about the positive part. 
So the default is important because, you know, think about it. In the morning you wake up, you don't have to think. Meanwhile, you brush your teeth, you do so many other tasks. You get lunch for the kids, you make coffee, you think of all the tasks you have to do through the day. So you you do multiple tasks in the same time. How is that possible? Because of this default mechanism. Another important thing is think about it, how exhaustive it will be for us mm. to think of every single thing we do in our body and outside. As examples, you brush your teeth, you have to think that you need to lift your hand and you need to brush it and move it back and forth. You need to you know, put your sweater, you need to move left and right. Which one foot is go first to move forward and walk? Um, you know, digestive, how the digestive is happening, mm. you blinking, uh, you breathing in and out. All these things are exhausting. Overwhelming. Exactly. Hey. So think about it, how how we much we need this default mechanism. You know, another example would be like... Wow. The one comes to mind is we're driving home from work. Yeah. I don't know how many times I got home from work and I go, oh my goodness, how did I get here? Did I run a red light? <laughs> exactly. That's a great, great example. Another great uh, and important way why default mode is so beneficial to us is that, you know, remember, we have this recalling memories that protect us. So it has a very important role to protect us in general. Um, As an example, you touch something hot the first time, your brain is going to recall it. The next time when you see that thing, you're not going to touch it because your memory brings up, your brain brings up that memory to remind you not to do it. So you see the importance of the default mode. But like anything else, it has two sides. Let's look at the negative part of it. Yeah, um, you know, not taking risks. Uh, not going for that job opening positioning. Not trying new things. Not taking that trade. Uh, doubting ourselves. We're always doubting ourselves. Yes. And at the end of it, not allowing to become who you meant to be. Do you remember the little girl story? Definitely. So this little girl, whatever happened to her in that moment, she created this blueprint. She learned and she take, she learned to, t- to use and do certain things to help her to get what she wanted. We all need the love and the attention from our parents and people around us. So she learned to act in a certain way, you know, kind of like a, People pleaser. People pleaser. Yeah. We all know about that. You heard about that. And we kind of, all of us, we a little bit of people pleaser. We want to recognize it or not. So we want to understand the importance of this default mode. It helps us, but in the same time, it stops us for doing certain things that we want to do, to become who we want to become, to express our authenticity and our creativity. And because this this default mode, this little girl go through school, go through university, goes to work, and there's certain opportunities in her life that stop her. She feels that she's not capable of all. And as I'm thinking of all of this, you know what are the two most used and powerful words that we all say every single day? I am. Exactly. You know, so as I'm thinking at all these incredible words that, oh God, I tell to myself every single day, sounds like I'm not good enough. I'm not lovable. I'm an imposter. 
I'm a loser. I'm not capable of learning how to trade. I'm not worthy of success. Those are learned thinking patterns. So if they are learned, how do we unlearn well, them? You don't, we don't. We don't unlearn them. Instead, we create a new identity to replace them. Let me tell you a quick story about the cow and the buffalo. Are you a cow or a buffalo? Excuse me? Well, you heard me. Are you a cow or a buffalo? Watch your words. Okay, okay. Before you come to any conclusions, let me tell you the story. In this field, there is this cow and this buffalo. And in the distance, this storm is brewing. The storm can be the trauma, could be the situations in our lives, the problems, the pain in the butts, however you want to call it. So as soon as the cow sees the storm, it goes, oh my goodness, I got to get out of here. So it turns the opposite direction and starts running for it. However, the storm is much bigger and faster. Mm. So the storm catches up to the cow and the cow is still trying to run away from it, from the problems, the situations. And then eventually the storm goes over the cow and passes. Now the buffalo, the buffalo sees the storm. Gets his feet firm on the ground, faces it head on, and just waiting to come on, storm. Come on, bring it. I dare you. And as the storm gets right to the buffalo, that's when it charges full throttle right through the storm and get to the other side. The buffalo saw the situation and headed straight on and got through it so much faster. Mm -hmm. opposed to the cow endured it much longer stayed in the situation the problems a lot longer so my question is to you again are you a cow or a buffalo <laughs> what a story first of all thank you for not calling me a cow because you're going to do it later no. but okay okay i get it so how do i become a buffalo being deliberate in your thoughts just like the buffalo you acknowledge your limiting beliefs and become more conscious of your thoughts by facing them head on. Okay, so it sounds like I need to face my limited beliefs, to look at them, to see them. Well, actually, I got a better idea. Rather than seeing them, write them down. Oh, yes, I heard about this before. They say, as a resource saying that if you... Uh, you write things yeah. down, they 30% more chances to become reality right. and then you face them differently. Right. By writing them down, you see the limiting beliefs in black and white or blue and white, wherever color pay you use. You see it right in front of you. And the more you see them, they start to lose their power. Okay. So let's do this exercise. Oh God. So early in the morning? So early in the morning. <laughs> Um, okay, so I'm going to ask you, what is your belief? Uh, let me get down on my knees and start praying. No, what? silly. I don't talk about that kind of beliefs. I'm talking about your limited belief. You know that thought, that little voice inside your mind that keeps telling you the same thing over and over again? Yes, I do. Um, well, back in school and through work, nobody likes me. Do you like me? Come on, you like me. Jacob, you got to like me, man. 
Right. I love okay. you, Morris. Okay. You're great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I have three questions that will help you to change that. Okay. Three questions. Okay. Three questions. Okay. Because we talked earlier that we need to see our limited beliefs. There's the importance of that. The first one is that how much is going to cost you or costed you in your past this limited belief? What would it cost me? Uh, let me check my bank statements. No, no, no. I'm not talking about that. But even that, I'm sure it's costed you a lot of money. You could be more successful than you are now. Just saying. Um, so this limited belief you keep having is for all these years, what did it cost you? Hmm. Well, uh, I was not popular. Okay. Right. So no one wanted to hang out, hang out with me. Okay. And because of that, it's like there's this one girl I we want to ask her out, mm -hmm. but because of my insecurities, I couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. And because of my insecurities, I couldn't take on opportunities, right? Job opportunities, and or take the trade. Like, like it's yeah. Just... Okay. Second question is that what is this limited belief keep having it? It costing you now in the present moment. Uh, not taking the risk, um, feeling stuck in my lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And because I'm feeling stuck, I'm not happy. Mm, I get you. I get you. And the million dollar question, number three, million dollars. is that if you continue to have and keep this belief and you're not evolving from it, what's going to cost you in your future? Oh. That does sound like a good million dollar question. Um, so how do I change limited belief from no one likes me? No, to... I mean, you can say the right people love me. Okay, so, so what you're saying is change the, to the flip side of it. Mm -hmm. So if I'm too old, I can say I have plenty of time. Okay. And I have a lot of experience that can benefit me and others. Okay. Another example could be, you know, my biggest one. I'm going to be honest and vulnerable here in front of all of you. It's I'm not capable or the worst one. I'm not worthy of success. Well, you're that worthy. I wanted. How do you change that? By, well, like Jacob said, gratitude. Gratitude in every morning. We do it throughout the day are the little wins. Mm -hmm. I'm thankful I was able to get out of bed. I was thankful that. I can go to the bathroom without tripping on the kids' toys in the morning. <laughs> I'm thankful that I was able to do a good speech today. I was thank I'm thankful. Hey, I saw that little trade. Yeah, I made 10 pips. But guess what? That's 10 pips more than I made earlier by celebrating these wins. And before you know it, your confidence builds up. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not an event. It's a process. Exactly. So this, you all have to understand that this is a process. It takes time. You know, the same like the you created all over over the years, this default mode, mode that doesn't benefit you all the time. The same will take time to change it to a new identity, to a new mindset. So remember, the majority of your beliefs, your limited beliefs come from your parents, from your past, from your setbacks of your life, from bad relationship. But most of it from our interpretations of our experience throughout wow. our life. Right. You remember that story with the little girl? 
Hey, daughter. Hi, dad. Do you remember that time when you were about five years old and I came home from work, you know, work and I snapped at you? Oh, yes. I could never forget that that day. You know what? I only I never re, I always remember that day when you told me that you'd never like my singing and I should never express myself. And to be honest, I never sing since then. I'm so sorry you thought that way. I love your singing. I never said I didn't like your singing. Hmm. Right? I just said, well, you stop it because I had such a bad day at work. The commute mm -hmm. home was brutal. People cutting me off. Right, minus 30 degrees outside. Oh God, this pounding headache. So when I got home, it's it's and I heard you singing. I should have been a good father and told you that I have a terrible headache. Mm -hmm. And instead, I let it pound in and pound in me until I snapped. So does mean this never was my fault? Never, never your fault. See. This is how, what actually happened versus how we interpret it. What exactly happened was the father came home from a really bad day at work, rough traffic, pounding headache, where the little girl, she thought, I didn't like her singing. Dad didn't like her singing. Didn't like her playing. And because of that, she didn't take no risk she didn't feel free to step out and be bold when the teacher asked a question in class she she didn't raise her hand because she was scared she doubted herself she, when and because she doubted herself she wasn't sure should i take that trade or not oh i'm not gonna take that trade no 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 and then find out it makes 400 points and then okay i'll take the next one i'll take the next one and next thing you know, it's a 400 point loss. I'm like, ah! and now she has all that trauma replaying. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. So remember, because trauma is not what happened to you, it's what happened inside you. The secret of resetting your mindset is the way you think, the way you, the way you see yourself and what you say to yourself every single day. I will leave you with this. You have two choices. You either continue to repeat what you're doing or... Or you're going to evolve from it. And in closure, I want to share my favorite quote from Wayne Dyan. He says, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at changes. Thank you. Thank you all very much. And thank you, Jacob. Thank you so much. That was Excellent. It was a great story. Um, I've got lots of notes here. I actually had a few things I was going to summarize with, but you did it very nicely at the end there, which I really appreciate. Um, yeah, I love that quote. It's funnily enough, we've been talking about perspective this whole week. So Monday, we're talking about like, I've got just up here, life's about perspective, a little quote with my picture on it. And it says, I can't read because it's so dark, but basically you can find a different point of view in every situation. Mm -hmm. um, then we spoke about this in sense of um, looking at the charts in a micro version and then looking at the overall chart uh, trading journey in a macro version. But I absolutely love what you were talking about there. And I'm, my notes here, so just for everyone who's been on the calls and maybe has relative to what some of the stuff we've been talking about over the past few weeks, you know, what happened to that little girl? At that particular moment, we spoke about this before, you know, her logical brain wasn't developed enough 
to justify the situation from a different perspective, her father's yeah. perspective, and it went straight to the emotional brain and it did the damage yeah. there. And, you know, it could have been years later where she didn't even re remember that. She may not have even remembered that situation and it affected her. In this case, she did remember it and it's obviously affected her. But what she was able to do then, and we speak about this all the time, is peel back those layers, find out where this core belief is, find out where these restraints are and get right down to the trauma that happened during that time and realize that that's where this stems from. This shifted my identity, which I loved that you referred to it as that, because this little girl's identity was set from that instantaneous moment, that moment of trauma, which she let build up inside of her. And just as you say, you know, it's not about what happens to us, but I, what, what I would say in, in my words is about how we respond to what happens to us is what makes you. So I often will say what makes the person is not what happens to them, but how they respond to what happens to them. And this is the exact same situation here. Definitely. So I really, really love that story. And just finding that understanding that, you know, often these traumas happen at a young age because we don't have that developmental part of our brain to put from the logical and the emotional brains to protect ourselves and to rationalize and to find different perspective, which is what we've been talking about all week. And I loved also how you talked about the, um, 46.9% on autopilot. I love that. I've actually recommended The Chimp Paradox, if anyone has read that book about the logical, the emotional, and the computational brain. And the autopilot is basically our subconscious brain. It's where our habits form. It's where we do things on autopilot. It's the computational section of our brain. And um, really, it does. It's got a positive and a negative, just as you discussed. It's got that ability to allow us to brush our teeth in the morning, get dressed, tie our shoes, the things that we do just normally without any thought, but it also holds us inside, as Diana was talking about, that comfort zone. You know, we, we find comfort in it, we find routine in it. And in order to break out, we have to face our fears, we have to get a little bit uncomfortable, we have to push ourselves past that limit, and start to break those habits down and form new ones to replace them. Yeah. Or pull back those layers, dig down deep and find that subconscious paradigm and those beliefs and those values that we have deep inside us and start to ask the questions. How can we, you know, write them down as you guys suggested, how can we change this? And I just want to get from you the, the three questions you asked, because I only had time to write two of them down, but I believe the first one was, what has it cost you so far? And I think the last yes. one was, what will it cost cost you in the future but i didn't have time to write on the second one could you repeat the second one yes the second one is what's costing you now in the present moment okay that makes sense so what is it costing you now which is very good questions what does it cost you so far what is it currently costing you and if you continue this way what will it cost you in the future and i like to often ask what if i change what will that bring me or what cost yeah. will i get from it so kind of keeping the future perspective as if i remain and if I change, you know, what will that cost be? So everything you spoke about in this presentation runs very well along lots of the stuff we've been talking about um, on this podcast up until now. So I really, really appreciate your time. <laughs> Does anyone in the chats have any questions for these two on that lovely presentation in the last couple of minutes? If not, I'm going to again share my gratitude for you too. Thank you so much. Do you both individually have maybe some gratitude you want to share for of the week or of the day that you can share with the group? Because our practice here is to find gratitude every single morning. And uh, maybe if you've got in the last minute something you'd like to be grateful for, each of you. Ladies first. <laughs> oh my God, there's so many things to be grateful. But no, we, we all are grateful for the things outside of us. But most of the time, we're not grateful for the things inside of us. We have to be grateful for that little child, that little girl or boy inside us that is trying the best they can, they can with whatever they have. 
and we have to be grateful for that more love to give we have to give to that inner child more we can create better you know better opportunities and better ways of doing things and first of all we all know that we are very easy and quickly to give to everybody but the most important is to give to ourselves to have to give to other people so today i'm grateful to myself that I, I, I took this challenge to do something new that I never did before. And I'm grateful that I'm standing up here and be able to speak something that the little girls was me. I never had the courage to speak until just lately. I'm just peeling that layers, as you said, you know, I'm just peeling slowly the layers. So I'm grateful to the little girl. Thank you. Congratulations. That's awesome. Well done. And I'm very grateful. Again, we were so many grateful for external things. Um, like the speaking event here. Thank you, Jacob, for much this a great opportunity. And just to let you know, Jacob, this is our very first official public speaking together. So it was with great honor Love and it. pleasure to yes. have this. And also, last night I had the privilege to look myself in the mirror for about 10, 15 minutes, look straight in the eyes of me and gave myself gratitude. It's one thing to kind of, you know, you're driving or you're in a coach or lying in bed saying gratitude, but who are you really saying it to? It's for you. Look in the mirror. God doesn't feel so different, but guess what? It, it made a deeper impact to me. Morris, hey, you in the mirror. I love you, man. You're awesome. Thank you. And thank you, Jacob. And thank you, everyone. It's so good yes. to see everybody. Yeah, nice. I love that. Yeah, we were talking about relationship with self and how important it is to grow that. And, you know, you can't really give to others like we often like to give and share. But until you filled your cup up, there's no point in trying to give to others from an empty cup. You must fill yourself up, fill yourself up with gratitude, have that self-respect, have that relationship that's so strong with yourself that it actually overflows and that positive energy flows out into other people's. And that's really the best way that you're going to be able to help as many people as you can. But with that, thank you so much. You two has been amazing. Maybe we can get you on sometime in the near future to, to share another story. Um, I had a great morning. It's a perfect way to wrap up our Friday to my traders. I will see you in a couple of minutes on our trading call. I love you all. And to the people listening on the podcast later, um, I should just to let you guys know, I should have this up um, later in the afternoon today so you can hear that and share it um, with your community as well. But to everyone listening on the podcast, I hope you have a fantastic weekend. I hope you guys have a fantastic weekend and uh, we shall be back here again Monday morning, same time with hopefully the same energy and the same beautiful lessons to explode our mind. All right, everybody. Thank you very much. And with that, I shall leave Thank it there. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone. Bye -bye. Thank you, Jacob. Bye.